Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Welcome to Come to Your Senses, the School of Sensual Living podcast. I'm your host, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through pleasure, mindfulness, embodiment, femininity, beauty, art, and of course, everyday sensuality. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. It is Mary. I am so thrilled to be with you today to talk to you about a topic that some believe is the root of all sin. Some believe is the root of all suffering. And some believe is the root of all creation. And that topic is desire. And so I want to start by sharing a story with you. It's a story of when I was a kid, probably the first time I experienced full body desire. And I was about seven or eight years old. And it was around the time that the song Like a Prayer by Madonna came out. And it was scandalous. And I grew up in a very Catholic household where listening to such things was forbidden. And I remember going to Pizza Hut about once a week. My mom and I would go to Pizza Hut together. And she would head to the salad bar after we would put in our order. And I would say, okay, mom, bring me back some cucumbers with ranch. And as she would go to the salad bar... I would secretly sneak into her purse and open her coin wallet and grab as many quarters or nickels, I can't remember how much it was to operate the jukebox at that time. And then I would excuse myself to go to the bathroom and I would go and play like a prayer on repeat at the jukebox. And it was because when I would hear that song, I just felt like my body was electrified and it was just calling my hormones forward, (laughs) rousing them to prepare for puberty. And I often wonder what might be different about my life, about my work, about my creativity, about my sense of purpose in the world, about my sex life, 
if I had been encouraged to listen to those urges in my body rather than suppress them. And so we talked about how, you know, Catholics believe desire to be the root of all sin. Buddhists believe desire to be the root of all suffering. And of course, there's a lot more layers to it than that blanket statement. But one of my favorite quotes about desire comes from the movie Dangerous Beauty, which says, it is wanting that keeps us alive. And so regardless of your origin story with desire, today in this episode, we're going to learn how to use the wisdom and intelligence of your body to help rewrite the story of desire. We're going to talk about the different types of desire. We're going to talk about understanding the sensation of desire in your body. And then we're going to talk about how to flex that muscle of desire in a healthy way. So before we head into the juicy bits, I want to just take a moment of community gratitude. So as I've shared, this is a relatively new podcast and we've had several reviews and today I wanted to spotlight one of our reviews from Christina2090. Christina says, I've had the pleasure of following Mary Lofgren's inspiring work for about five years and hands down, she is one of the most unique, authentic, creative, expansive, wise teachers I have ever encountered. Thank you so much. The beautiful tools, rituals, practices, and knowledge she shares gently yet radically transformed the way I encounter life, and more importantly, myself. I'm a stronger, wilder, more embodied, more peaceful person today because of my interactions with her and her ever-evolving offerings. Mary has made a profound impact on my life, and I am absolutely delighted that she is now sharing her work through this outstanding podcast. Christina, thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so, so grateful to have you as a member of this community and to have you on this journey of evolving this work and to watch your journey. And I so appreciate your support of the podcast, which helps get the message of sensual living into the ears of more people. So if you're listening and you enjoy the podcast and would like to leave a review, you can head over to schoolofsensualliving.com slash review. You'll find a short video there on how to do it. And I would be so grateful and you may just hear your name on the next episode. So to get started, I'd love to share a quote with you from Alison Post, who wrote an amazing book called Unwinding the Belly. Alison says, embodiment is who you were before anyone told you who you should be. And I love that quote, particularly as it relates to today's topic, because when it comes to desire, you know, if you just say desire, that word is like a stiletto. It's both pointy and shapely 
at the same time. And so when we hear that quote about embodiment, embodiment is who you were before anyone told you who you should be. What I love about that quote is the way it articulates the very complex relationship that many of us have to desire and particularly the distinction between instinct, impulse, and intuition. And so if you remember back to science class, you might remember learning about different types of currents. So there are alternating currents which bounce back and forth to generate energy. And then there are direct currents, which is just a direct A to B current. Doing my best here to try to explain this without a diagram. If you imagine an alternating current goes from A to B, A to B, A to B, A to B, and it creates a zigzag line. A direct current just goes from A to B in a straight line. And for many of us, our relationship to desire has been distorted from a direct current, I want that, to an alternating current. I want that, but I shouldn't. But maybe, maybe it's self-care for me to give myself that. No, it's indulgence. No, it's, you know, and there's, I mean, I just think we could probably power several major cities if we could bottle the amount of energy that goes into questioning our desires. And there are many reasons for that. And one of those reasons is that here in this country, desire has caused a lot of harm. One of the founding principles here in the United States is manifest destiny, which is based on the idea that if you want it, you should take it no matter who you hurt in the process. And so in many cases, questioning our desires or yearning to tame the destructive power of unchecked impulse and greed and dominance is a really good thing. And then there's the type of questioning your desire that is more rooted in hiding than in self-reflection. Being in right relationship with desire is kind of like being connected to your own guidance system and North Star. And when that guidance system becomes distorted, you know, we have to follow something. And so if you can't see your North Star or if you can't trust your North Star, the only other option is to follow the neon man-made lights of what you've been told you should want. And so what I'd like to share with you today are some tools to empower you to tap into the joyous, delicious pleasure of creative desire. And so as I'm speaking, I realize that that's a powerful word in this context because we've already talked about destructive desire. And creative desire are those desires that are the seeds of your becoming. Creative desires are those desires that are unique to you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have them. I remember going to New York when I was considering moving back and saying to a friend, well, I mean, of course I love New York. Everybody loves New York. It's New York. 
And her saying to me, no, not everybody loves New York. I go to New York and I can't wait to get out of there. You love New York because it's yours, you know, because you want it, because you love it, but not everybody loves it. And with our desires, it's like our desires are a way in which the divine speaks through us. And so how do we discern between the sometimes destructive voice of impulse and yearning that tells us we won't be complete until we get something outside of us and the creative life-giving force of genuine desire. That's what we're going to explore right now. So I'd love to start by playing a little game with you called Would You Like? And I'm going to ask you a series of questions and your job is simply to pause to answer the first thing that comes to your mind, yes or no. Just getting curious about the sensations of your body, the thoughts that enter your mind, knowing that the only answers possible in this game are yes or no. So would you like a cappuccino? Would you like to bathe in a waterfall right now? Would you like to go to Paris right now? Would you like to take a tour of your local landfill someday? Would you like a beet salad with pistachios? Would you like to get a call from your best friend? And that brings our game to a close. So what I'm so curious about is how did you know that your answer was a yes or a no? Typically, how we know is because of the sensation that is generated within our body and the message that that sensation sends to our mind. And you may have noticed in that game that alternating current coming on board. So if I ask you if you want to hear from your best friend, well, I mean, I would because I love them, but I'm a little busy right now and maybe it could be too later, you know, and I encourage you if you if you noticed that voice of the alternating current coming on board to just really sit with what does desire feel like in my body? Yes or no? And I don't really believe in the Instagrammable quote that says, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. I don't think that's true in all cases. I think that that I find for myself anyway, that's really just my mind's desire to live in the binary so I don't have to make as many decisions. But by studying what does my yes feel like and what does my no feel like in these very simple terms, that can help reorient you towards that more direct current kind of experience of desire. Okay, game number two. Now I'm going to ask you another question 
and I'm going to ask you the same question over and over again, and I'm going to encourage you to answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. So the question is, what do you desire? Tell me something you desire. And historically, whenever I play these games on my retreats and in my classes, there's always a bit of desire constipation at the outset, or there's a bit of fear or judgment of our desires, because usually the desires that are floating up there on the surface tend to be the more superficial desire, and they come from a desire for instant comfort and relief. So I desire a new sport. I mean, I don't desire a new sports car, but I think about my mom and her, her desire. She's almost 80 years old and she's always had this desire to drive a red Mazda Miata, you know? And so when I think about these kind of like surface desires, that's the first one that comes to my mind. And the object of this game is to just get curious about what's in there. What do you want? What are some of the things you desire? So if this were a completely judgment-free zone, I'm going to just ask you a couple times. Tell me something you desire. What do you desire? What do you desire? And if you haven't answered yet, it's okay. Let's just keep going. Thank you. What do you desire? Thank you. What do you desire? Thank you. What do you desire? Thank you. Last one. Tell me something you desire. Okay. So the purpose of that game, sure, was to uncover some of your desires. But the real purpose, the, the under-the-surface purpose, was to notice... What's your relationship to your desires and to being asked to bring them into visibility? What I hope you were able to experience even a teaspoon of was the tingly, joyous, growing feeling that occurs when you claim something that you want. Because wanting is an esteemable act. Wanting indicates a level of deservability. Wanting is a way that we say, I am here on this planet. I have needs. I have wants. I have desires. I have creativity inside of me that wants to come out and that wants to be expressed through these things that I want from deep within my soul. And so by naming our desires, we also claim our desires. And our desires are good. One of my favorite quotes about desire comes from the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which says, the blueprints of heaven are etched in the deep desires of women. Ooh la la, so delicious. You know, one of my desires is to bring empowering burlesque workshops into nursing homes. And I don't know if that will ever transpire. 
I've learned a lot recently about the power of just really focusing on what's the main thing. And that desire is kind of one of those wouldn't it be great desires. But the fact that it may or may not ever happen isn't what's really important to me. What's important to me is that I have it. And when I share it with people, it helps them get to know me, helps them get to know what's important to me. And if someone is not in favor of that desire, it gives me really important information about them. And so in that way, desire is a tool of intimacy. And the final thing that I want to share is how to get into right relationship as much as possible with that voice of impulse. Because the thing about impulse is that impulse isn't going anywhere. You know, when we talk about impulse versus desire, it's not one against the other. It's that desire often appears in the form of impulse. So what are some ways that we can help distinguish and also help redirect the power of our desire into a functional form rather than sometimes a possessive form? which is how it appears in impulse. And so impulse, the voice of impulse, often appears by saying, you can't live without this. Sometimes it will say, this has to happen in secret. So if you have a guilty pleasure reality TV show or midnight snack that you eat when nobody else is around, that is a great example of impulse. And impulse can be really fun at times and then sometimes not so fun. Impulse comes with some unrealistic expectations about what will change if you get this one thing. So for example, having a realistic expectation if you were buying a house would be more space and a bit more security and a little bit more of a rooted feeling most likely. An unrealistic expectation is how you might be able to control how people perceive you, who and what you might attract into your life if you get this one thing, things like that. Impulse almost always has to happen right now. And the voice of impulse can sometimes be rather unkind because impulse is usually coming from a place of wanting to control something it comes with a voice that is authored by scarcity and therefore can be sometimes very unkind. The voice of desire, however, is this voice of, man, I want you, but I don't need you. It's this tingly stretch of this will add to my life, but it's not going to complete my life because my life is already complete. Desire, rather than having to happen right now in this moment, is usually something worth waiting for. Rather than coming from a place of control, desire comes from a place of deep, deep surrender. And rather than that unkindness and that hiding, desire comes from a kindness that can only happen when we allow ourselves to be tender and vulnerable and seen. And so a way to apply this into your life is when you have a desire, 
listening not so much to what's being said, that's important for sure, but especially listening to how it's being said. If you want a new car and it comes with the urgency of it has to be like this, it has to be right now, it has to be, it has to be, and it comes with a vice grip of how it has to be, notice that sensation in your body. Say, hello, impulse. So nice to see you. We're going to slow everything down right now. We're going to take a little sacred pause. And something that helps me in those moments is to just slow down and breathe into the impulse. And underneath the urgency of the impulse is the true seed of desire. The creative life force itself working through me that my ego tells me has to materialize in this one way that I want, but that my soul knows every seed contains intelligence that is so far greater than my human understanding. And if I can allow that desire to bloom in its own time, supporting it with soil and nutrition and water and sunlight and not ripping it apart, hoping I'll find a fig tree inside somehow. I can just breathe a little easier and I make a little bit more room for my desires to float easily in and out of my life. And I want to close by offering you an exercise. Go ahead and make a fist and just look at your fist and notice. Notice the feeling. Now loosen that grip and just hold your hand out, maybe like you were holding an apple or a plum. And notice between the two, in which of those is there more room? Desire is a dance of seduction. And the number one way to repel any seduction is to go in with agenda. Seduction is something that is alive. It is in the moment. It is ever evolving, ever changing. And it needs that breathing space so that the true desire can snake its way through the gaps between your fingers rather than bounce off the tightness of your fist. So if you enjoyed this podcast, this is actually notes from one of our core masterclasses inside the School of Sensual Living. And if you go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash join now, you'll find an invitation to become a member of our community. In our community, we have a monthly masterclass, a monthly Q&A call, a new audio meditation every month, a new playlist every month, along with all sorts of bonuses and surprises that include access to these three central masterclasses. One is on desire, which you got a little sneak preview of today. One is on beauty, and one is on thriving through pleasure. So if you enjoyed what you heard today, and you'd love to have access to the full chest of treasures, go to schoolofsensualliving.com and join us today. I would love to meet you inside our community. 
Thanks for listening. See you next time.